before we get started with the show, we want to give a big, huge, enormous thank you to our sponsors of, the, of this episode, Better Than Bullion, who, as you know, if you're a listener, is sponsoring this entire season and we love them dearly. And Bramble, a awesome plant-based dog food that is fresh and delivered to your doorstep. So Better Than Bullion, Tony, where's your heart at? <laughs> yeah, you already know. If you listen to this podcast, you know how much we love better than boyan and if you don't know go back and listen to all of our other episodes this season because they have a special place in our heart michelle and i come together over soup and of course they are the heart of the soup with all of the flavor packed into their concentrated paste it is basically a jar that is a few inches tall. It doesn't take up a lot of space in your pantry. It's a glass jar, which you can reuse into other things. And it isn't something like one of those um, those broth cartons. The aseptic that, the, the shelf-stable ace- containers. Yeah. yeah, that is not recyclable. So this is a more eco-friendly option. It is more cost-effective because there are 36 servings and it, it just is an overall better choice in our opinion. And we highly recommend you check them out. Yeah. And just to talk a little bit about what Better Than Bouillon is or what Bouillon is in general. So this is basically a it's not dehydrated because there's moisture, but it is kind of like it's the water removed and then it's a soup stock. So if you're going to make your own soup stock, you'd take all of your veggie ends and everything and you'd boil it in a pot and you'd get this really f- flavorful broth. But if instead of doing that work or buying pre-made broth at the store, you take a little bit of the bouillon and you mix it in with water. Like this one calls for a teaspoon per cup of water and heat it up and it turns into a delicious broth. You could even eat that or drink it, I suppose, on your own. Perfect for the chilly season. But it also is great, of course, in stews and any pressure cooker meals or if you use a slow cooker, slow cooker meals. You can either even flavor your rice or mm-hmm. your quinoa with it. It's mm-hmm. very versatile. We highly recommend it. And if you want to, Buy some, you can go check them out at your local grocery store, or you can visit their website at betterthanbullion.com. And now on to the show. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Hope your year is off to a great start already and that you are all recovering from the holidays. Welcome back to another episode of the Plant Powered People podcast with your hosts, Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto. We're all busy, and for many of us, finding the time to prepare home-cooked meals feels overwhelming and difficult to prioritize. After I have a busy day at work, my belly is already rumbling, and I'm not about to spend 50 minutes waiting for some healthy brown rice to cook on the stove. So enter the pressure cooker. We're really excited to talk about pressure cooking today. It is something Tony and I have become very, very passionate about over the past half decade plus. (laughs) I got my instant pot pressure cooker a few years back, six years ago, actually. I figured I'd give this pressure cooking thing that was just starting to creep into, I think, the space on the internet, people posting recipes about pressure cookers. And yeah, it was a Black Friday back in 2015. I got myself an instant pot and scroll forward to today, six years later, it is one of my favorite appliances. And not just me, The Instant Pot that I got now has 159,000 ratings on Amazon, which is kind of mind-blowing. I feel like it's the latest essential for any kitchen. It's a great way to save time, save money, 
actually reduce appliances cluttering your kitchen and so much more. So we are so excited to dedicate this whole episode today to pressure cooking. Like many, many people, I was really intimidated by pressure cookers, this contraption that the way they work is they trap steam and they raise the water's boiling point so that it cooks your food faster. And there's a lot of questions. Is it safe? Is it going to explode on me? (laughs) What if I burn myself? But it's a lot less scary than you think. So we're going to dive all into all of that, what you can make with it, all the benefits of pressure cooking. We're going to do that now. Yeah, I think that what people remember of the pressure cooker is the one that used to sit on your stove. And you have to really monitor that because the pressure does build up. But with this, it's just so easy. Some of the reasons I really love mine are that it helps save time. I don't have to sit in the kitchen while I am cooking dinner. I can chop everything up, throw it in there, and then go walk Eddie, my dog, or clean up around the house. And it's so easy to use. I eat healthier. I have a place to throw all my produce that's about to expire. I can buy in bulk and prevent plastic waste. So I end up using a lot more whole foods when I'm using my Instant Pot. And I also have reduced the number of appliances in my kitchen. So for example, one of my pressure cookers is even an Instant Pot, or sorry, a pressure cooker and an air fryer. So that's pretty cool. And then also it can keep your food warm. So you can plan your day. If you're going to work, do a delayed start on your Instant Pot and then keep your food warm until you get home. And then when you get home, you have this amazing dinner ready for you. I love it. I had the same experience with all of those things. It has so many benefits. And yeah, the crazy thing when I got mine, I was living in a teeny tiny apartment in Oakland. (laughs) And my husband was like, Michelle, you cannot buy any more appliances. Like you're done. We don't have everything sitting on top of the fridge and like little corners. There was just no space in my teeny tiny kitchen. And yet I got this pressure cooker. (laughs) And first of all, it sat unopened in my kitchen for months, which I hear from so many people. They invest in it, they buy it, but they don't really know how to use it yet. They still feel intimidated by it. So it just sits unopened in the box. So if that's you, this episode is for you exactly. But anyway, I finally got the courage to open it and I found out that it it did so many things that other appliances did in my kitchen. Like it cooks rice beautifully and way faster than a rice cooker. And I had a rice cooker at the time, which then went to Goodwill. It also could cook soups and stews and all these things that I used to use a slow cooker for. It just does it faster. And so my slow cooker also went to Goodwill. So I actually was able to have a more minimalist kitchen with the Instant Pot that I got, which is pretty cool. That is really cool. And I had a similar experience. I ended up getting rid of a ton of my random appliances like the rice cooker because of how much space all of them take up. So different types of pressure cookers. There are two that I hear the most often, and that's the Instant Pot versus the Ninja. But there are so many others. My parents bought a different brand that I had never heard of on Amazon because it was much cheaper and it does the same job. And if an Instant Pot or a Ninja are not within your budget, there's often a cheaper option on Amazon or at Target, Walmart, wherever you shop. And then when you're shopping, there are different sizes 
The most common size is the six quart. That's the one that I use the most often, and it's the one that Michelle has. But if you're only cooking for one and you don't like leftovers, the three quart may be a good option. A friend of mine bought that because she travels a lot and she's able to easily bring that along with her. And then if you have a bigger family, the eight quart might be the the best option for you. But the six is the standard and that is the one I love and recommend. Yeah. And for reference, the six quart that I have fits about, is it like 10 cups of water? I can put 10 cups of, of soup stuff in there. So it makes a good, nice, hefty portion, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. That's enough for me and my husband to have leftovers for a few days when I make a curry or a, a stew or a soup. Yeah, that's really cool. And then I'm looking on Amazon right now and the six quart that I got back in 2015, they're still selling the same one, which is nuts. And it's $89. So that's about the price range, but they have much newer, fancier ones now. I think they're usually between like 80 and $200, $150, But you can also, these have been around for long enough that you can probably find them at thrift stores or hand-me-downs, Facebook marketplace, definitely. So if you're worried about budget, there are lots of opportunities to find them used. Yeah. And we actually both have stories about how we were able to save money on our instant pots. Michelle bought hers on a sale, which you can tell you a little bit about in a sec. And then I bought mine. Uh, So if you're on Amazon, you can go to the buy new for $89 or used for $59. I bought a used one. That means it had been returned and it had a dent in it. And I was able to save $30 off of my Instant Pot. So that's a tip if you want to save some money. It doesn't impact the performance and save me 30 bucks. So I did not mind the dent at all. That's awesome. Yeah. And a lot, I'm looking on Amazon right now. I also actually have since gotten a newer version of the instant pot and they're pretty cool. They have like LCD screens and really fancy, but ultimately they work pretty much the the same. So I think if you get one of the older models, you're really not missing out anything on anything except for like more aesthetic, aesthetic functionality, I think. Uh, But also they came out with an instant pot star Wars version that looks like R2D2. And I feel like anyone listening (laughs) should go and look that up because it's so cute. That is so funny. (laughs) Michelle, you got yours on black Friday. I believe so. Yeah. It actually, if I go to it, it says that I purchased it on November 27th, 2015. <laughs> and I know they have other deals too, Prime Deal, Prime Day deals and Black Friday. So be on the lookout if you are trying to save and you want an Instant Pot. They do have the occasional sale. Michelle, you have the six quart as well? Yep. Yeah. The one that we recommend is the six quart Instant Pot. I have the Ninja and the... Instant Pot and I favor the Instant Pot. Yeah, not sponsored. We wish in our dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I would be yeah. very happy about that. That would be so cool. Okay. Another thing that I wanted to mention was that it has so many functions. You can push the rice button and get it set up for rice. There's a yogurt button so that if you wanted to make your homemade yogurt, it'll know exactly how long to take for the cook time. And my, well, the most often used is the pressure cooking one for me, but my favorite 
thing about it is that it has a saute function. And that means, I know I've talked about this many times on our podcast, but when I travel, it's so convenient. I can bring it on a road trip and have this little stove with me. It's a portable little stove that sautés all of my food when we're gone. So I can make stir fries or I can make some rice first and then sauté vegetables and put them over the rice with some sautéed tofu and a sauce and have a proper healthy meal on a budget while I'm traveling. That is so smart. It's a great way to hack a hotel room that doesn't have any kitchen functionality. Yes. And definitely a cheap way to feed a family. I know that when you're traveling alone, that's one thing. But when you're traveling with your spouse or even with your children, food costs add up. So going to the grocery store and stocking up will definitely save you money when you have your Instant Pot. And I mentioned this earlier in the episode, but it has a delayed start function. So if you're setting it up before you go to work, you can set it say seven hours from now. And if it takes 30 minutes to cook, you can set it for the 30 minutes to start in seven hours so that when you come home in eight hours, you have your meal. And once it stops, there's the keep warm function that'll keep it warm. So when you come home, you have a nice warm meal and your house will smell so good. It's one of the things that I hear most often about people who live and live by their slow cookers is that, well, with the slow cooker, I can just set it at the beginning of the day and forget it. But yeah, a lot of people don't realize you can do the exact same thing with a pressure cooker, even though it cooks very fast. But I will be honest, I never use that because it does cook so fast that even when I'm starving and my stomach's rumbling and I just need a quick meal, I just pull my pressure cooker out and it and it makes a pretty quick meal. So depending on if you're a planner or not a planner, it works either way. Speaking of like a lot of these functions, it also has a bread functionality. I haven't used most, almost always I just choose manually how many minutes to pressure cook on high for. So for the past six years, 99% of the time I use it in one exact same way or sauteing as well. It's really helpful. Like if you're going to saute onions and garlic and celery for a soup, you can first dump those ingredients in with a little bit of oil, saute them up, and then add in all your other soup ingredients like you would be doing in a pot on the stove, and then you're good to go. And what are your favorite things to cook, Michelle? So many things. So let me go through the things you can cook in your pressure cooker. You can cook rice and grains, beans, legumes, and lentils, vegetables, things like artichokes, asparagus, beets, cabbage, corn, pumpkin, sweet potato. Notice I'm I'm naming things that usually take a little bit longer to cook. And that's when it's ideal to use your pressure cooker. Fruits, even apples, apricots, peaches, pears. You can make soups and stews in it, which is what I do most often. I most often use my pressure cooker to either cook single ingredient things, like I'm going to make rice from scratch, or I'm going to make beans from scratch. And I will go to the Instant Pot website. They have a cooking timetable and you can look at whatever your specific item you're cooking. So if it's brown rice or if it's black beans or if it's red lentils, whatever it is, they will tell you exactly how much water you need, whether it needs to be soaked first, how long to cook it for, 
it makes it so, so easy. So I'll either do that for single ingredient or I'll make soups and stews, which I never measure. I just kind of take my pantry and my vegetables going bad in the fridge, dump, make sure I add plenty of water and vegetable bouillon. And there I've got a meal in minutes. And a pro tip, if you don't want to buy multiple (laughs) pressure cookers, uh, you can buy different pots so that if you just cooked your brown rice and you want to do something different, like maybe a pot of beans next, instead of having to dump out your brown rice, put it in a different container, wash the pot, and then reuse it, you can just pop the pot out and stick your clean pot in and have less dishes in that moment. So that's what I did before I had multiple instant pots. But now I I don't even want to tell you how many I have. Uh, (laughs) We have gotten a lot for Christmas and my husband got the Ninja air fryer and pressure cooker for Hanukkah from his aunt. Now we have a lot, but we use them all the time. So it works for us. Just to dive in a little more to tips about making soups and stews in the pressure cooker, because I think that's one of the most common things. It's a great healthy meal. It's a great way to use up your veggies in the fridge and lots of healthful beans and lentils and other ingredients. Tony and I both cook this way without measuring. So we no longer follow recipes. Of course, if you're just starting out, you can turn to a recipe and we both have some both on plantbasedonabudget.com and worldofvegan.com. If you just search pressure cooker, you'll find some recipes for that. And we both have really yummy soups that you can turn to. But once you get sort of a general sense, it's just about adding the ingredients you want in there, adding plenty of water. So add more than enough water. I personally measure the amount of water that I'm adding. So let's say I'm going to add eight cups of water. I'll either add vegetable broth or I'll add eight cups of water plus the amount of bouillon that matches eight cups of water. So bouillon is a great hack (laughs) when you're buying vegetable broth at the store. Most of what you're getting is water. And so all that packaging for vegetable broth, most of the time those aseptic packages are not even recyclable. So they go straight in the trash. So bouillon, vegetable bouillon is a great way to remove water from the equation to reduce your plastic packaging waste. And you can just mix it with water when you're cooking to get the same broth effect. Anyway, so I just add the ingredients, let's say some split peas or or lentils and vegetables, chopped up carrots and onions. And then I add lots of water. I add bouillon. And then in terms of how long to cook it, I look again at that Instant Pot website, their cooking timetable. I look at which ingredient I added takes the longest to cook. So let's say I added barley. I would look up on the Instant Pot site to see how many minutes it needs to pressure cook for. Then I set it, close it up, and it's off and it's good to go. And it's it's not a perfect way. Like your recipes aren't perfectly taking into account how long to cook each ingredient in your soup or stew. So if I put like brown, little tiny brown lentils in there and then also something that takes longer to cook, sometimes those brown lentils will kind of disintegrate and come apart and you'll just get like a thicker overall soup but that's okay. Like I, I love seeing the, just the surprise at the end of how my soup turns out. And I know everything in it will at least be cooked enough. What tips do you have, Tony? I wanted to expand a little bit on your broth bouillon. I've been loving lately the better than bouillon. It is 36 servings for a jar and you can get it at places like Walmart or if you shop at Whole Foods or even Winco. They range between, I've seen them around 350 to six bucks. And it 
tastes so good. My favorite is the no chicken. It tastes just like my grandma's chicken soup. So the familiarity makes me very happy. But I also had some friends in town recently and they brought me a no beef. They got it on Amazon and it was very tasty. So check those out if you are trying to save some space in your pantry and not use those big vegetable broth containers or reduce your the trash that you produce. The jars that have 36 servings are great because they can be recycled. Yeah. And bouillon either, you'll most often see it in little cubes that are wrapped in paper or foil in little boxes. Then you'll find them in the grocery store, like in the dry goods soup section. Is that where Tony? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then better than bouillon comes in little, little glass jars. And I've also gotten them, them on Amazon. Better than bouillon is not all vegan. So they have meat-based bouillons and then they have, I think five, maybe four or five vegan versions, including the better than beef and better than chicken or whatever it's called. <laughs> and then just a vegetable base. I think they have like a garlic one. That's really yummy. So I also, yeah, I super love better than bouillon as well. That's what we usually have at home. Look for the V. If it has a V on it, uh, that's how you know it's their vegan version. Yeah. They have the little V. Cool. Well, this was, this is a lot. I'm sure people have more questions, but the number one thing is to start practicing in the kitchen, right? Like if you have something sitting in a box, pull it out. Yes. Pull it out and check out our recipes. As Michelle mentioned, we have a lot of resources available. It is something that she mentioned, we feel so passionately about because we use it all the time in our own kitchens. And my favorites, she just put up a a refried pinto bean and I have a regular pinto bean. So check those out. Beans are a staple in my household for inexpensive protein that goes in a lot of different types of recipes. So check those out. And if you don't have an instant pot, we have our recommendations, which we'll include in our show notes. Okay. I did a little roundup of 10 vegan instant pot recipes, and I think it might be helpful for me to just share what those are so that you can kind of get a sense of cool different things that you can make. So barley vegetable soup, that one's on plant-based on a budget, steel cut oats. So if you want to be making up a nice breakfast, apple butter, that comes from our friends at Sweet Simple Vegan, which is such a cool fruity recipe minestrone soup. We've got vegan dal, some twice baked, twice baked sweet potatoes. Ooh, a white chili from Megan processed pasta with vegan meatballs. This is a recipe that came from Gina, who's on the world of vegan team. And it is probably the easiest starter recipe. You just dump in pasta and sauce and plant-based meatballs, <laughs> maybe some veggies and cook it as just out oh, and some water. It makes it really easy. And so we will link that and everything else below as well. Yep. And I've also seen other recipes. People do full-on cakes, focaccia bread, your morning oats, your compote to put on your morning oats or on your pancakes. There's so much you can do. It's not limited to soups and stews and curries. You can get creative and it can be a powerhouse tool in your kitchen. 
Awesome. Well, we hope this episode inspires you all to try some new things in the kitchen. And if you're looking for some more cooking ideas outside of the Instant Pot, please keep in mind our book. If you have it or if you haven't gotten it yet, it's called The Friendly Vegan Cookbook. We have a 100 recipes that we perfected that are veganized versions of everybody's favorite foods, pretty much. (laughs) So if you haven't checked that out already, be sure to check out The Friendly Vegan Cookbook. You can find it on Amazon, at anywhere books are sold. And we also have a cookbook website, friendlyveganCookbook.com. And for those that are still listening to the we end of this episode, we wanted to do a special giveaway for you. So we are going to give away a copy of our cookbook to one of you listening. And to enter, just head on over to the Apple Podcasts and leave a review and include your Instagram handle in your review. And we're going to pick one of you, DM you on Instagram if you won, and send you a copy of our cookbook. Yes, we are. We mentioned this every episode, but those reviews really give us so much happiness. And we're grateful for the community that we are building with you and appreciate your presence. So thank you for letting us know you're listening and just allowing us to get to know you too. Yeah, please share some things about you. If you do leave a review, we absolutely love getting a taste of who's listening on the other side because it does sometimes feel like we're just, we wish we could see all of those listening. (laughs) And also reviews make such an impact on the show reaching more people. We work hard to try and help make plant-based vegan living as easy and accessible to all and being able to reach more people is the hope to have these resources at their fingertips. And as silly as it is, those reviews really do make an impact in that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're excited to send one of you a book. Hope you all have an awesome rest of your new year. Enjoy it. Eat lots of veggies, (laughs) play with your instant pot or pressure cooker or whatever tools you have in your kitchen. And we will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And we want to give a big thank you to Bramble. Bramble is a brand that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, This brand is all about spoiling our puppy friends, our canine companions. The idea is to feed your pets the way that you feed yourself. So Bramble makes these nutritious, formulated by veterinarian nutritionist meals that are real whole foods made with human-grade ingredients that are carefully sourced and gently cooked. And then they package them up frozen, deliver them to your doorstep and you can pop in the freezer and then thaw them and heat them up and serve them to your dog when it's time for mealtime. And it's so cool to be able to feed our pets something other than a dry kibble. Think about eating a dry kibble every day of your life for all the years of your life until the end. (laughs) As my dog has started aging, it just making sure that he's enjoying life to the fullest has become really important to me. So even if I give him full bramble meals or just add some into his kibble. He loves it. And another really cool thing about the company is that Bramble gives 1% of every meal sold to charity. And that is very cool that they are generous as well. And they also give to sanctuaries. And I come from the sanctuary background. I used to work with farmed animals and it's such a special connection, a special place to build connections with the animals that we're saving. And I appreciate that Bramble is giving back to them and helping them continue doing their amazing work of saving 
farmed animals specifically. They truly are an incredibly thoughtful company. The founder, Amanda, I know personally, and she is just on such a mission to do good in the world. She's a dog mom who couldn't find a non-processed animal-free diet for her dog, so she decided to get to work formulating one herself, and it has taken her years. It's been so fun to kind of witness the process as a bystander and for my dog to get to try try things as it goes, um, but this is an awesome company. Check out BramblePets.com. It's spelled B-R-A-M-B-L-E, pets.com online, and you can check out the food they have. They have some really cute pictures of dogs, too. Just one last quick reminder to be sure to check out our sponsors of this episode. If you are cooking up things in your Instant Pot, don't forget you're better than bouillon. Keep it stocked in the pantry. And uh, yeah, that will be there for you and come in clutch for your Instant Pot cooking. And as you're creating all those amazing instant pot meal smells pressure cooking meal smells your dog is for sure going to be jonesing for some yummy meals as well so don't forget to check out bramble the delicious clean plant-based whole food pet food that's kind of homemade delivered to your doorstep frozen so check out bramblepets.com and thanks to both of them for sponsoring this episode 